sing that with all your heart. Yes, come on. He is good. I speak from experience when I talk about coming to the altar. From personal experience. He's a good God. Come on, can we take a couple minutes just to thank him? Come on. A couple minutes just to thank him for his forgiveness that he still calls us. Come on, we thank you, Jesus. We worship your holy name, Lord Father God. You are great. Thank you, Father God, for your grace and your compassion upon my life, upon our lives, Father God. You are just out of this world. You're amazing, God. We thank you for your beautiful presence. I thank you, God, that I can exhaust your forgiveness, that I can exhaust your unconditional love. I thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Come on, one more last shout. Come on. We thank you, Father God. He's we praise you, Jesus. Come on, so the devil can hear it. So Bridgeport can hear it. Come on. We thank you, Jesus. We worship your holy name. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. I thank you for your tangible presence in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, high five a neighbor and tell them, you look good today. So, summer is here and you look amazing. Come on, high five your second choice. And tell them, you look good too. You look good. Thank you, Bobby. Come on. We worship you, Jesus. We exalt your holy name, the Father God. Thank you. God is good, amen. How's, how's everybody doing today? You guys look good. You guys sound good. Citywide choir is in the making. It's happening, coming to a place near you. It's about to go down. Um, my name is Pastor John. I'm, uh, if you're looking for the little guy with the big beard, he's not here today, as you can see. Um, he's out living a tough life right now. He's out in the uh, Dominican Republic, tanning. In the playa, with sand on his toes. With his beautiful wife. It's their anniversary. So they're celebrating uh, five years. Yeah, put your hands together for that. So I have the uh, opportunity to get to speak to you today and wrap this series on generosity up. Um, to all of our visitors, hi, we welcome you. Yeah, we welcome you to the house of God. You are special to us. Um, people woke up real early for you today, uh, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, um, just for you. And I want you to know that. Um, we hope you feel welcome. And um, if you see beautiful people around you worshiping God, crying, yelling, jumping, um, it's because this is real to us. Um, this is what we do, baby. We come together and we worship God. Um, we come here because uh, we want to, not because we have to. Um, you know, it's not because we didn't have nothing to do. It's just because we want to come to the house of God and thank him for his goodness, his grace, his power over our life. Amen. Amen. So welcome, visitors. Um, also, if uh, at the end of service, um, Pastor Lewis wanted me to... to to mention something to you guys at the end of service, um, we're gonna do we're gonna shoot a little video, probably take about five minutes. Um, 
and it's a video we're doing for the city of Bridgeport. And if, uh, and if you want to be a part of that video, you can. Straight Hollywood right now. Um, <laughs> um, what's going to happen, there's a, there's a scene we have to shoot, and it's uh, me. Uh, I'm the actor in that one, and I'm a hullum in that video. And I'm going to repent unto the Lord um, <laughs> in this video. So um, I know many people have kids and stuff like that. They may have to go. But if some want to stick around and just um, so we can give it a live feel to that video, um, I think it will be really cool. It's going to be a, a video showing the greatness of Bridgeport, showing how great it was, how great it is, and how great it can continue to be regardless of the situations that are going around in the city, that we can overcome that. Amen? So uh, it's just a little something. If you want to get your acting on real quick, um, you're really going to act. You're going to sit there <laughs> and just do nothing. But it's cool because it's part of the, uh, part of the video. Um, generosity. So Pastor um, has been speaking on this series on generosity. Um, generosity, week one, he spoke about how generosity is a life journey, not a destination, um, that you can start being generous exactly where you're at in your life. Um, week two, he spoke about how to be a proper steward with what we have and what God has given us. Week three, he spoke about um, strategic givers or, or three types of givers, um, one that is spontaneous, one is strategic in his giving, and one that is sacrificial in his giving that goes above and beyond just to give to God. Um, week four, he spoke about the promises of generosity. Somebody say the promise. The promises of generosity. Um, what does it look like when you're faithful to God and you're giving? He spoke about that in week four. Real powerful sermon. You're catching on the podcast. And week five, um, you have uh, this guy here, Pastor John, um, that's going to speak to you on this uh, series on, on generosity. Had the opportunity to close it up. And... Um, I remember uh, when I was younger, um, I'm still young, but when I was a kid, um, my father, he was, um, he was a minister, and um, he would do a lot of home visits, and he would go in the hospitals and, you know, uh, minister in churches and minister in homes, and when he would go to a, to a home um, to minister, um, to preach the good news, he would always bring a gift, and he didn't have a lot, um, but he was always trying to be gen generous giving with what he had. And I remember his gift of choice was um, French bread with a couple of dollars of ham, a couple of bucks of cheese, and a Malta. Or some Coca-Cola or some orange juice, whatever it was, right? And, um, you know, that was his way of being generous. And um, it was like he was going to preach the gospel to you, but he was going to make sure that you was going to feed him while he was preaching the gospel. That was his gift. And um, I never forget that, um, you know, him being generous and trying to reach uh, people for Christ, reaching the lost, he would um, do a banquet on, on Saturdays um, at the YMCA. Um, he would feed the Latin kings. I never forget about that. Um, and he would do this out of his own money, out of his own resources. He would go and feed the Latin kings. And um, I remember one day so many kings were coming down from New York on bikes with their colors on that Bridgeport PD thought a, a, a gang fight was about to break out and it was uh, Ernesto Colon cooking at the YMCA um, making food for them so they can come and while they were eating he would preach and sing to them um, and it was amazing because we see many uh, kings at that time um, give their life to the Lord I remember he would um, in, in Puerto Rico from his farm um, we, he had a whole bunch of mangoes and panas and things like that. And he would take in a bag and stuff like that, and platanos and plantains, put him in a bag and start giving out to his friends and neighbor, neighbors and families. And we had so many mangoes, I'll never forget it. They, they would just be all on the floor. He would be just trying to collect just to be generous and just give away. You know, you'll be walking in the farm and a mango will fall on you, bang, out of nowhere. And you'll be like, Jesus, are you trying to speak to me? And it's no, it was just a mango falling. Because... He wanted somebody to eat the mango. He wanted, yeah. So, um, real generous guy. Um, fast forward to it and thought, um, I'm trying to reflect what I see. I'm trying to um, model what was shown to me. And I'll never forget, 
Pastor Lewis and I, um, on, on this particular summer, a couple summers ago, we said, you know what, man, we're going to start making some extra money. Some extra money. So we decided to start doing um, some mowing some lawns and doing some landscaping and stuff like that. And um, I remember we, we called it um, JNA Property Management. And it was JNA because I just had a son, Jonathan Jr., and he had Aria. So we said, JNA, we're going to make some money for JNA. And um, in that summer, we were working hard. We were making some extra money. And <laughs> this particular day, we were working so hard. I forget, it was so hot. And we called our wives. Our wives were together. And we were like, hey, make sure you guys have food ready. Because you know I'm saying we're working hard. We're bringing the money home. And when we get home, we want to eat. Shower up and eat. So as we were going home, we were in his truck riding. Um, we see a, a, a gentleman with, with a boy to the side of the road over there by Reservoir, by Home Depot. And um, it, the sign says, um, help me trying to get home, right? So we looked at him. We said, man, that's a little sketchy. Like, help me trying to get home. What do you mean? Like, you know, you're a grown man with a kid. Like, you can get home all by yourself. Um, so Pastor Lewis is like, no, wait a minute. I think that's the mom or the wife crossing the street. I said, yeah, you're right. So we turned around and we said, hey, what's going on? How can we help you try to get home? And he said, I'm trying to get home. I said, okay, where is home? He said, Texas. And I said, hey, brother, let me get you, let me fill you in. You're just a little lost from Texas right about now. Um, and what happened was that they, were, they drove from Texas down to New York to try to get a job. And something didn't work out with their, with their IDs and immigration. So they had no job, no place, nothing. And they drove down to Connecticut just to try to get some help. And it just blew my mind how God will orchestrate uh, Pastor Lewis and I day. It's two simple men just so we can meet the need of an, in, of an individual. Blew my mind how much God cares about us. So we ended up helping the family out. And we realized that, you know what? With what we had that day, we made some money, you know, mowing the lawns and stuff like that. So we gave them that money. But then we realized that that wasn't going to be enough. Because they were trying to drive back to Texas. So I never forget, we went to People's Bank on Boston Avenue, right next to Massimo's. And then we pulled out some money. And we were just generous. We said, you know what, let's raise the standard right now. Let's blow their minds. Let's show them how much God really cares about them. So we raised the standard. We gave them enough so they can fuel up their, their, their car so they can eat and so they could get back to, to Texas. And as this was going on, i never forget it, man. Um, it's like it slowed down to me, slow motion, matrix style. And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, man, God really cares about them. And it's like the Holy Spirit turned it around to me and said, and I really care about you. And I was so happy, man. It blessed me that we were able to raise the standard in giving and be able to be generous to this family and show them that God really cares about them. I'm going to read something to you. Um, it's in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25. And it says this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It's not life more than food, and the, and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life why are you, why are you worrying for Jesus is saying and why do you worry about clothes see how the flowers of the field have grown they do not labor or spin yet I tell you not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown away, will he not much more clothe you, oh, of little faith? So do not worry, verse 31, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. That's good stuff right there. That's a good promise. Come on, let us pray. Let's close our eyes and pray really quick. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you. And I believe, Lord, that today you will speak to us. I believe, Lord, that after today you will change our lives radically. And that we will pursue you like never before, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.
Amen. Amen. So, um, in, in this particular verse, what's going on is Jesus is preaching, right? Um, many people know about the Sermon on the Mount. And um, he's going in on the sermon. In this sermon, he's raising standards, right? To give you a little backdrop of what's going on, um, he's raising the standards all the way from chapter 5 on. And he's raising the standards in life in general. He's just raising the standards on promises, on oaths. He's saying, hey, if you're going to promise somebody something, you don't need to swear by nothing. To let, you, let your yes be a yes or your no be a no. He's raising the standard on how we feel about our enemies. He's saying, hey, you have heard to love your brother or your neighbor, but I tell you to love your enemy as well and to pray for them. He's raising the standard. He raises the standard on adultery. He says, hey, if you look at a woman and you lust for her, you have committed adultery with her in your heart. He's raising the standard. He's raising the standard on retaliation. He's saying, hey, if someone slaps you across the cheek, raise your standard or give them the other one. Now, Jesus, let me tell you something, Jesus, real quick. Let's have a conversation. Um, I'm 80% saved, God. At 20%, I still, right back. In the name of Jesus, of course. Moving forward. So Jesus said, right, he's just raising the standard. And he's raising, in this particular verse, he's raising the standard on wealth, on what we think is important. He's saying, don't worry. And I realized that he has to raise the standard so we can know what's really truly valuable in our lives because if not, we will always be subject to the less. So he raises the standard. He says, hey, if the birds of the field, God is feeding them. God is sustaining them. God is giving them what they need so they can live on. Why are you worried? You are much more valuable than they. You are much more valuable. He keeps on driving this point about not worrying because you are much more valuable than they. I started realizing that I am much more valuable to God. One day when I took a second, I paused my life as a Christian. I looked back, right, at my past. And there was a past for me for a little while that I was homeless. And I'll never forget, man, I, I, I didn't know where my provision was going to come from. I didn't know where my, where my clothing, my food was going to come from. But what would happen is people would be like, hey, John, I have a little extra food. What do you want some? Hey, I have this, John. Guess what? It don't fit me. What do you like this? Right? And I realized now that God was providing then, even though I didn't know him, because I was much more to God. God continues to provide now because I am much more to God. And I know my God will continue to provide in the future because I am much more to God. So why worry? Why worry? You see, this is why addictions didn't kill you. This is why breakups didn't harm you. This is why depression couldn't take over because you are much more to God. See, you got out when other people didn't. You're alive when other people are not alive. You know why? Because you are much more to God. There's something special about you. You need to know this. Jesus is saying, hey, don't worry. I got you. You are much more valuable than they. You see, he took time to speak the birds into existence. But to me and you, he took time to mold us, baby. He took time to make us. And every time my wife is going to cook something and she takes her time, oh, I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. He took time to mold you. And after that, he took time to breathe into you the breath of life. You know why? Because you are much more to God. You are much more to him. High five your neighbor time. You are much more to God. You are much more to God. The Bible says that Jesus died even while I was yet still a sinner. Man, I didn't even know him. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be real. I didn't want to know him. But guess what? Because I was much more to God, he died for me while I was still a sinner. I am much more to God. He's a good God. I'm going to share a story with you. Um, I'll never forget. Um, there was a, a particular event that happened in my life last year that rocked me. Um, I was working at Brand Fine Honda. I was doing car sales, right? And um, as I'm working there, 
I'm, I'm, life is good, I bring it for Honda. You know, I'm, I'm, things are going well. You know, the Lord is providing, you know. Things are well, you know. I, I'm going to, to work clean now because before I was doing maintenance, I was dirty. Now I got, suit, I got a little tie on, some shoes, you know what I'm saying, a little belt. Hands is getting soft now. My hands used to be really rough, right? I never forgot. I used to try to give my wife a massage, and it was like sandpaper. Like, <laughs> she's like, baby, that hello, that hello, stop, right? Don't do it. Forget it. But now my hands are getting soft. I'm working in AC. Oh, praise the Lord, right? Ties out, you know. I'm working at Honda. Life is good, right? And um, one day I'm just praying, um, and I'm talking to God. Hey, God, thank you for everything you're doing. You're providing for the Cologne family. You are awesome, God. And all of a sudden, uh, I hear this voice says, hey, I need you. And I completely ignore the voice. And I'm like, that's the devil. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, to give a little side note to this story, um, months prior, that little experience there, I had spoken with Pastor Lewis. And I had a conversation with him, and he said, hey, John, next year, 2016, this experience happened in 2015. So next year, we might have the opportunity to bring you on board with salary, staff of the church. And I said, you know what, Pastor Lewis, I got you. You're my brother. We're going to ride or die. We're going to take citywide, worldwide, nationwide. It's about to go down, right? Yeah, it's about to go down, right? Um, the thing was that... Uh, at that particular moment, I was working, I was not working for Honda. I was working for another employer. So that opportunity sounded really good, right? Uh, let's just say that the other employer I was working for did not give me the uh, financial opportunities, let's just say that, that Honda did. So when I heard that voice say, hey, I need you now, I rebuked it. I said, this is not of God. Esto no de Dios. So... I completely ignored the voice, as a good Christian does, right? And I continue with my life, uh-uh, still working at Honda. And one day I am sleeping, and I'll never forget. And I heard a voice that woke me up out of my sleep and said, Hey, I want you now. And I woke up. And I said, Jess, you just spoke to me? Because if you want me now, it's good, girl. Let's get it on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let's go, baby. And she's like, no, Gatito, it wasn't me, right? No, it wasn't me. And, and I thought, you know what I'm saying, my, my wife's voice is a little deep in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, baby, just clear the throat and let's go. You want me now? I want you to. Let's go. Like, this is good. And when she told me, um, no, I, I didn't say that, I said, oh, man. I think I know who's speaking to me. But like a good Christian, I ignored the voice. And I started praying. Oh, man, I got real Pentecostal, real Spanish about it. You know what I'm saying? In the name of Jesus, I reprend all the devil. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Real gospel. You know? I come against every work, every work of Satan in the name of Jesus. I bind you, devil. I was going in, praying against the voice. You know what I'm saying? Devil, you can't take my provision. I was stomping that. You can't take my provision. And then um, I go to work, and, um, you know, it's laying heavy on me. I kind of, like, know that I'm ignoring the voice of God, but I'm like, eh, no. You know, me and my wife, we're doing good. God is supplying. God is multiplying. I would come home with my check, pay that, throw it on the table. Eh, here, baby, read that. You know, take that. That's all right. Open that up, girl. She will open it up. Ooh, gatito. You about to take me out the hood, baby. I said, yeah, girl, I'm about to take you out the Ave. We good. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to come. Eh, another paycheck. Let's go, baby. What's that? Oh, that's just bonus. Open that up. Ooh, gatito. <laughs> you about to take me out the hood. And I'm about to be a stay-at-home mom. I said, yes, ma'am, you are. Not with one baby. I'm going to give you two babies, girl. <laughs> God is supplying. So when I heard that voice, it really troubled me. Because I was kind of putting two and two together. And I didn't understand what God was trying to do. I, I really didn't. But I understood that most people that God has called never understood why. I understood that Moses never understood why he was called. 
He said, God, I got a stuttering problem. God, I'm a runaway murderer. I don't understand why you're calling me, but yet still God called them to deliver a nation. Joseph didn't know what was going on. He didn't understand what was going on. He said, man, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I'm a leader, but yet I'm still stuck in this jail. So he didn't know what was going on, but God was calling him to govern a nation. God was calling him. And I'll never forget, I was at Brand Fine Honda, and it was, now this is going on for months. I'm, I'm going back and forth with God, and I'm like, no. You know, this is going on for several while. And September 26th. About 3.34 p.m. It's a Saturday. And I'm working. And things are looking good. Really good. A lot of people are coming in. A lot of people want to buy cars from all over the place. New York, Massachusetts. Bring it on. I was like, bring it on. Let's go. And my sales manager says, hey, John, there's a family outside that no one's helping. I said, I got you. I'm going to close this. I said, what are they driving? He said, an Audi. I said, I got you. Trust me. I went out there. Boom. Right? Started talking to them. And in my conversation with them, God literally used the donkey to speak to me. God used them to confirm exactly what he was telling me that no one knew about. I'll never forget it. God used them to confirm clear as day what he wanted me to do. And then I never forget that the dad, he walks away for a second. And I kind of, at this point, I kind of talk to them and I kind of explain to them what's going on, how God is kind of using them. But you got to understand, like, these people did not know me. These people are, 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 are a Caucasian Jewish family from Branford. They do not know Jonathan Cologne from the east side. They don't know me. And I'm blown away. And then uh, the dad comes back in. I'll never forget it. He was like, oh, what's going on? And we explained. He says, well, son, if you don't believe now, you never will. (laughs) And I said, oh, man. And then the girl, she was like, I think angels are trying to speak to you. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) Shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And, man, that day, I'll be honest with you, church, man, that day, it it, it messed up my day. Because God was challenging me. God was trying to raise my standard. And I went back home and I started reading the word of God. I said, God, I I don't understand. But I started seeing how God always provides for his people. When Elijah, in a time of drought, he needed provision. God used the widow to feed him. Samson needed strength one more time to defeat some Philistines. And you know what God did? God provided strength. God provided. And I said, you know what, God? I can't talk about faith and not act in faith. I said, I can't talk about loving God and not try to pull some actions to the world saying, you know what? That I do love God. I can't go on and acting like if I don't know you. One of the verses here, Jesus says, why are you acting like the pagans? And that's basically saying, why are you acting like the people outside the promise? Why are you acting like if you don't know my promises? Why are you acting like if you don't have a relationship with me? And I said, God, I can't do that to you. You've been so good to me. You provided for me all the time. I said, I got to show this world, you know what, that there is a true God. I got to show this world that you know what, the God that I serve, he comes through. And all of a sudden, I said, you know what? To my wife, I said, I'm going to do this. And I made that step, that bold step. And I'll never forget that I was so nervous. I'll never forget that while, while this was going on, I was like, God, You know what? I'm going to prove that you're much more to me. I'm going to prove, you know what, God? I'm going to hold you according to your word. And you know what, God? You have provided me. You have never failed me. I'm going to prove that, you know what, God? Not only am I much more to you, but you are much more to me. I'm going to put some faith, some action behind my faith. And I'm going to step out and trust you and believe in you.
I stepped, I stepped out in faith. And what you have to understand is that um, I came here and I spoke to Pastor Lewis and I said, hey, um, I'm, I'm ready to work. He said, what? He said, you crazy. I said, I know. Trust me. <laughs> and you have to understand that I, I wasn't getting paid for the church, from the church. It was completely a bold move of faith. It was just me being obedient. I understood something that when God calls, I may not understand, but I just have to be obedient to him. Because his thoughts are not my thoughts, neither are his ways or my ways. So I took that bold step and I stepped out. And throughout all that time, God never failed me. He always gave me much more. He always provided. He always gave me what I needed. We never missed the beat. I remember I would still go to Dunkin' Donuts and get my double chocolate glazed donut with a small black coffee. God was still providing. And God was still moving in our lives. And I said, you know what, God, thank you for giving me the opportunity to show the world that you are much more to me. Because you have done so much, God. You have done so much in my life. When I look back at the history, God, of my life, you have never failed me. And God, if you want to continue to add to my story, so be it. Because I realize that my history is really his story anyway. I realize that he is the alpha and the omega of my life. That he is the beginning and the end of my life. I realize, guess what? I read the back of the book and we win. So we're all right. I realize that there is nothing that the enemy can throw against me. I said, God, you know what? You're much more to me than finances. You're much more to me than earthly things. God, you are much more to me, God. Because you have done great things in my life. I can't act like, like I don't know the source to things. The world knows the resource and I know the source. I can't act like I don't know the creator to creation. The world knows creation, but guess what? I know the creator. I will not act, God, as if I don't know you, if I, if I don't have that relationship with you, God. You know what? Step out in faith. And I did. God, you are much more to me than anything. And I'll never forget, I, I can't say that it was easy, because it wasn't. And through some difficult times, sometimes, sometimes I was just like, eh, a little, feeling a little tight right now. But God will always touch hearts of people. And I'll never forget, I'll be giving people rides home, and they'll be like, hey, John, this is for you. And I'll be like, what's that? It's an envelope, God's provision. And I realized that God will always provide for our need. Because I am much more to God. I am much more valuable to God. I said, God, thank you. Because you have provided. God, thank you because you have sustained me. God, thank you because you have increased my faith. Thank you, Jesus. I've realized also. That throughout this whole moment, this whole transition in my life, that I can do much more for the kingdom of God. I can do much more for the kingdom of God. I want to show you a little illustration real quick. That's okay with you. Um, Carlos, can you come here real quick? Put your hands together for Carlos. He's single. Ready to mingle. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> Pastor Carmen, put your hands together for our model straight out of the Isla Puerto Rico, Pastor Carmen. She's good. She's blessed. She's anointed. I've realized this here illustrates life here on earth. This illustrates life after earth. This. Life here on earth, life eternity in Christ Jesus. And I realized that, you know what? My generosity can go beyond the moment. It can go from a now to a later. 
It can affect someone's not life now to the later to the forever. And I said, you know what, God? How much more can I do for the kingdom of God? Because the Bible tells me, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. All these things shall be supplied to you. But pastor, what, what, what is all these things? I'm glad you asked, church. All these things are the resources of heaven at your disposal. All these things added onto you are the resources of heaven meeting your need. How much more can we do for the kingdom of God here so someone else can enjoy this with him? Ask yourself, how much more can I do for the kingdom of God here now in this little life? You see, I've noticed something. That if I put all, all, all my energy and to try to enjoy everything I can and to try to fulfill my own desires in this little stand, I'm cutting myself short from all this. Much more for the kingdom of God. How much more can you do for the kingdom of God? Ask yourself that question. My much more was me leaving my job and trusting God for him to supply my needs. I said, God, I'll give all myself here so someone else can know you here. I'll give all of me, God, so someone else can enter eternity with you. That's okay with me, God, because I believe your promises. I will stand firm on your word. You are much more to me. I am much more valuable to you. I will do much more for the kingdom of God. How much more, church, can we do here? As Christians, it is our responsibility to do much more for the kingdom of God here so someone else can enjoy all of this with God. As Christians, it is our duty, our responsibility to do much more for the kingdom of God here so my family, your friends, the city of Bridgeport can know Christ all of this time eternity. I will not cut myself short here because I understand that doing much more for the kingdom of God. Someone say, say, much more for the kingdom of God. Much more for the kingdom of God will allow me access to this. Much more for the kingdom of God will allow other individuals that do not know God access to eternity in him. How much more can we do for the kingdom of God? It's a challenge to you. It's a question to yourself. Because I understand that sometimes we're like, you know what, I'm, I'm doing for God. I understand that I've been there. I'm not talking to you about some just notes I wrote down in the paper. I'm talking about life experience, what I know, what I've experienced. I've, I've experienced the provision of God. I've experienced when you do much more for the kingdom of God here, how he meets all your needs. I've experienced that. This is life on earth. Are we doing much more for the kingdom of God? Here, so someone else can enjoy eternity with God? How much more can we do for the kingdom of God? Right now in our city, there has been some hectic times, let's just say. And I believe when a church stands together and a church comes together and says, you know what, I will do much more for the kingdom of God, things will change and things have to change because God will honor his word. In supplying all of our needs. Supplying all of the needs of this city. The peace that we need. The grace that we need. The preservation of life that we need. We should feel compelled. It should be our responsibility. We should feel called to do much more for the kingdom of God here. I want to live my best life here and my best life there. And the way I live my best life here is by doing much more for the kingdom of God. It's by seeking the kingdom of God first. I'll live my best life here. I'll never forget yesterday, oh, I'm sorry, Friday, I was at, um, at a place in Merritt and I was running, running, doing some things. And I encountered a young lady and I didn't know her. Um, we just started speaking and I said, hey, you know, you look familiar. She said, you look familiar too. I said, you and your boyfriend look familiar, but I don't know from where. And we started going back and forth. And she said, um, 
uh, I said, well, are, are you from Bridgeport? She said, yes. And we started going with schools, you know, like Harding, Central, stuff like that. I said, I went to Harding. She said, no, nah, I went to Central. I don't know. And then we're speaking, and um, my, my shirt said, um, chill, bro. God has everything under control. Right? And uh, she's like, that's a dope shirt. And I said, yes, I know. I'm a church boy now. That's what I do. And then um, she says, you go to church? I said, yeah, I go to church. She says, oh, okay. I said, what church? She said, I said, uh, citywide. She said, citywide? I said, yeah, why? She said, man, I've been trying to visit that church for a long time. And I said, I've seen you guys online. I've seen, I seen you guys on, on, on Facebook. Wait, as a matter of fact, what's the guy's name, the little guy with the beard? I said, Pastor Lewis. Yeah, yeah, Pastor Lewis. Wait a minute. You're the guy that's always with him. You're the other pastor. And I said, yeah. She said, you're the pastor that he wrote about on Facebook. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, wow, I've been trying to visit your church for a while now. So I invited her to church. And I said, come on down. And I've realized something, church, that we are doing much more for the kingdom of God. And people are hearing about how much more God loves them, how much valuable, how much more valuable they are to God. People are hearing the good news of the gospel. And this is our job. I'm going to close up with this. I have like 10 closes. I'm Puerto Rican. One, that's my first close. I got nine more. Nine more to go. You know, Puerto Ricans be like, I'll be there. Five minutes was like five times 20. Like, really. <laughs> but I've realized, church, that my effectiveness here will change someone's life here. I realized that, you know what, God, I will do much more for the kingdom of God here. That I will continue to build the kingdom of God here. Because this right here, eternity, is important to someone. It's important to me. This right here, eternity with him, should be important to all of us. We should be running reckless all the time. Building the kingdom of God here. Doing much more for the kingdom of God here. Because whenever we're not building the kingdom of God, whenever we're not doing much more for the kingdom of God, is an opportunity for Satan to come in and steal someone's eternal life. Eternity, separation from God. Church, how much more will you do for the kingdom of God here so someone else can endure here with you? Make a mental note real quick of someone you know that does not know Christ. Make a mental note, husband, wife, son, daughter, friend, cousin, Uncle Pepe, whatever, whoever it is. Make a mental note. Right? And put their name here. Because this is all we have, church, to reach them. This is it. We need to do much more here for the kingdom of God, for whoever that person is. Because if not, they might miss all of this in his presence. And I don't know about you, when I'm in the presence of God, I feel so much joy. I feel so much peace, so much freedom. So why not work harder for the kingdom of God here? Why not work much more for the kingdom of God here? So everybody in the city of Bridgeport, everybody's family and city, where I can enjoy the eternity with God, his eternal love, his unconditional love, his peace that surpasses all understanding, the healthiness that comes with it. When those sickness, so sickness can come and attack you. When nothing can defeat you because we are victors in him much more for the kingdom of God here much more we are much more for God we are much more valuable and I will do much more for the kingdom of God here to keep on spreading his love his grace, His forgiveness. Come on, church, let's stand up.
my much more was me having to trust God and step away in faith. What is your much more today? What is your much more? Your, your much more may be, you know what, I, I'm going to step it up for the kingdom of God. I'm going to do much more for the kingdom of God, and I'm going to start volunteering at Citywide. I'm going to start doing outreach at Citywide. I'm going to start hitting the streets with Pastor Mao and, and Janet, and you know what, I'm going to spread the much more of God. That may be your much more. Your much more may be actually applying the word of God in private, not only in public. That may be your much more. Your much more may be, you know what? I'm going to invite someone every day so they can come to church with me on Sunday. That may be your much more. Your much more may be in your giving. Say, you know what? I'm going to stretch myself in my giving. I'm giving 10% now. You know what, God? I'm going to do much more for the kingdom of God. I'm going to go to 12. That may be your much more. Ask yourself, what is my much more for the kingdom of God? How much more can we do in this life now so we can celebrate later on in eternity? Your much more may be, you know what? I'm going to give much more to the kingdom of God and I'm going to give my life. That may be your much more. I'm going to give my life to God because even though, Jonathan, I didn't know him, I can relate when you say, man, I've seen his goodness in my life. And we thought it was luck or chance, but now I know. Now we know it was not luck or chance. It's because I am the much more of God. So he provided safety. He gave me provision. John, I, I, I can relate to that. So you know what? I'm going to do much more for the kingdom of God and I'm going to give my life so he can use me to build it. If that's you today, giving your much more, your life to the kingdom of God, then amen. And let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I want to give an opportunity, some privacy to some people. And if that is you today giving your life to Christ, you can simply just raise up your hand to identify you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, church. Someone has given much more to the kingdom of God, and they have given their life to Jesus. Your life will never be the same when we seek the kingdom of God first and we do much more for his kingdom. We will see the glory of God like never before. I've realized that through my trials, God doesn't abandon me. He carries me. God, we will do much more for your kingdom. Come on, church, can you help me pray for them? Spirit of the living God, I thank you for these people of Father God that have decided to give much more to the kingdom of God and have decided to give their life to you, Lord, so you can save them, Lord, so you can restore them, so you can use them, use them as instruments of love in the city, in their families with their friends, at their workplaces, wherever they may go, Father God. That they may do much more for the kingdom of God. We believe it, we declare it, and we decree it, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, church, can we put our hands together? citywide page on our Facebook page we're going to be launching something it's called Automate the Important it's called Automate the Important it's a chance to do much more for the kingdom of God 
And if you feel called and, and compelled and you feel the Holy Spirit pulling on you to do much more for the kingdom of God and you're giving, that that's a chance. There's some simple instructions there. You'll see it on our social media page. And you can do that to build the kingdom of God and to continue to do much more for his kingdom. Amen. Church, throughout this whole week, I challenge you to do much more for the kingdom of God wherever you're at, wherever you stand, every corner, every person you encounter, that you will let them know that, you are, that they are the much more to God, that you will let them know that they are much more valuable to God, that they will understand that there was a much more waiting for him, waiting for them. And that much more is Jesus Christ. We're going to sing this song. We're going to worship together. And as we worship, I want us to give our much more to God. I want us to blow the roof off this place. Say, you know what, God, I'm going to give you much more for the kingdom because you are much more to me. I know I am much more to you. Come on, church. Let's lift up our hands.